If you go to a pub in Ireland, you have to have a song. And if you don't have a song, you may as well not go to a pub at all. I've changed the Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to buy me a Murray, well, I'd say Peroni as well. Well, welcome everyone to Four Blades in a Pub. We were in the railway until it, we found out it was some sort of heavy metal night. So we've uh, decamped to the uh, Copthorne Hotel bar, scene of uh, many a Great Blades moment in the uh, last six months, I would have thought. One day in particular that people were here for. I'm fairly sure if we look hard enough, Richard Stearman's got a blue plaque around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is Ian, glad to say I'm back, fresh from Felt like a long day at work. Uh, I've got uh, fresh from yet more trials and tribulations with his extension. We've got Dan. Good evening, everyone. Um, less fresh, I would say, after a few days in uh, Poland. We've got John. Good evening. And finally, we've got the man who was described this week, and I'm trying to find the quote now, as fresh from being called uh, a man who gives Sheffield United fans a bad name <laughs> by, of all people, Adrian Durham. <laughs> We've got Phil. Good evening, everybody. Thank, you. Thank you for that introduction. That's a badge of honour, that one, isn't it? <laughs> and small-minded Phil. He called me, what did he call me the other day? Boomer. And I'm still not entirely sure what that means. Like a baby yeah. boomer. Someone who was born... I've no born idea. It was 60s, wasn't it? Baby yeah, boomers, yeah. 60s, yeah. No idea. Don't know. It's, it's obviously some Peterborough-type phrase. What I did quite find quite amusing is one Unless of his... He's kind of autocorrected bummer. <laughs> one of his, one of his fellow, all of this, all of the I've been to. Sorry, Phil. One of his uh, fellow Talksport um, DJs actually called him out on what he said to me. Yeah, yeah, which I found quite amusing. Which one? I'll have to look it up. He, he you liked... know what makes with moose, are you? <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> Everybody, my, my good friend, friend, my good friend. <laughs> um, um, so, um, yeah, well, it was an interesting week for you then, Phil. You know, <laughs> as ever. <laughs> Before, so, before we get into matters at hand, you talked about uh, the site of great things that have happened in the ho in in the hotel. Now, my only other good memory of the Copthorne Hotel is I'm trying to find it now. It's a photo from Matt Hill's Twitter of from the 21st of of uh, March 2014 of uh, Connor Cody, Matt Hill, and Jose Baxter playing cards. Pretty much where we're sat now, uh, with a lot of empty sweets on the table and a tissue screwed up. Where Joe's Joe's back to home, coke. Obviously, yeah. he's uh, had a heavy night the night before. But I just think that, that is <laughs> one what, of the what, best. What, what was his caption on the tweet? Great night uh, with the lads. Or uh, chilling with the lads at the hotel. Nice. It, if you don't follow Matt Hill on don't, Twitter, he sounds um, dull. Uh, you should. There's a picture I'm, I'm of Ryan might, Flynn with cake on his face. I might, I might add him to the list of dull blades I won't want to come in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Funny anyway. So what are we starting with this week, lads? We'll start, I think, with West Ham away on Saturday, which me and John had the great pleasure of going to. John on the train, me with uh, Picard's tours, which means I just about got him for kickoff yet again. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, though, I got off the tube at 10 to 2, and it's... Like you've all heard the stuff, but we, I think before we discuss the match, it's worth talking about the ground that we paid for. Um, you get <laughs> off, and you, I, I didn't go to the Olympics or anything, so I didn't know what to expect. You meander down, and then you queue up for a sort of 
I wouldn't say like a airport security screening. It was more of a um, like a crappy like a one day music festival. Reminded me when I went to see like Oasis at Milton Keynes or something like that. Right, like an hour of my life just stood in a queue, and then you get there and they literally stroke your chest. Like, oh, cheers, boys. And then, well, after an hour, you were expecting a bit more than that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've waited an hour. I've not finished as excitingly as that. Uh, but then, then we got in at like 10 to, and then it's just absolutely, like, you can't describe it. I, it's a bit like MK Dons in, in the sense that when you go in, you're, the, the level you go in is above pitch level. And so the, the, the lower tier is the bowl. Yeah. But then <coughs> you've got like the stretched like canapes all around which also let water in yeah. and it's like and it's just surreal and an absolute army of stewards all going where's your ticket show us that it's down there he sat down there I know he's just told me a, me, a minute ago and he, you could have probably heard him and it's just not a very nice place to watch football I mean all, all Amanda I went to the I went to it was at the Olympics on Super Saturday right at the back of the stadium and at the time obviously it was vaunted it might become a football stadium but as an athletic stadium, great. I've been to see a gig there, stood on the pitch, fantastic. It's a football ground, it's just an absolute shell. And, you know, like you say, I, I was lucky, well, I had a ticket at the back end up, swapping it for a ticket lower in the front. No great sight lines. Thought, well, a lot of players thought Robinson had scored that header that actually went backwards. You couldn't yeah. tell from 11 rows back, you couldn't tell. Lado Those Lado at the back end, no answer exactly the same thing. He said he were up. And yeah, yeah and, the, and the sound just dissipates out of the stadium. You can't, you can't, you think you're making a noise, but it feels like just you singing. I could never heard the West Ham fans. It possibly they weren't making noise because when I listened, watched the highlights back later, the thing that pleased me was how loud United support sounded on the highlights yeah. on the Sky. That's the big thing for me. Obviously, I didn't go to the game, but it's not that I've got any sympathy for them whatsoever for getting a stadium for free like they've got, but or virtually free. It, it's a bit sad that a club like West Ham has sold its soul like that. No sympathy for the club. Yeah, so it's the fans. Brady, yeah. um, Gold, Gold, Sullivan. Yeah. No sympathy for them. But, I mean, all right, we've had us ups and downs with West Ham, but they are a proper, they're a proper club. Wilder says it. And they're a very been, similar club to us. They're a working they're, they're a working class club. And they've been shafted. Yeah. If, we, if we'd have suddenly been uprooted from here and been given Don Valley, yeah. we'd be furious, wouldn't we? Yeah. Hunter was all right. It just needed, I'm not going to like, patronise it or say needed a lick of pain, but it was a proper football ground. It, it, Everton are trying to move, but they're trying to move because the cap's about the size. It's a similar, it, similar to Goodison Park, similar to White Hart Lane. Maybe there would have been a time. Are West Ham that big, though? Do they no, need that? You could argue that like, if they had a couple of successful seasons, so they're not behind, far behind like support, Everton. What are they getting at the minute? What, what are they getting crowd-wise? With a lot of empty seats, though, to be fair. They're probably doing that, recognise the ticket, souls in ticket. There was plenty of empty seats on and I know some of it they cut from the capacity anyway but yeah. it was uh... well it's the whole idea of um, again we've probably gone into it a little bit too much but Golden Sullivan's vision was to go, go into East London where there isn't really a big club you get the stadium you've got one you've got one ground Upton Park that holds what 35 to 40,000 all paying 50 quid a ticket instead we'll get a bigger ground 60 and, and we'll knock the ticket prices down a bit and we'll make it a bit a, a brand and we'll make his money that way that's never going to make him rich though is it it's no not, that's not what the money it's comes the from other, it's, it's the fact that he can it's the corporate side of but it but if they're looking if they're looking to move the club on at some stage and they're looking they're more of a um, they're certainly a bigger more saleable, saleable yeah. asset now yeah. than when they acquired them because they've got yeah. that yeah 
So, so, so the off, game. off the pitch, on the pitch, they're a good side. And to be fair, that first 25 minutes, was it? Felt felt like longer at the time. We were just on the back foot. We didn't get going, did we? No. And, uh, and I think like the quality in certain players showed, like Anderson, uh, I thought we really struggled to deal with. Yeah. Not necessarily Baldock either, because he was drifting in and out. In, 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 in things like that, and I thought it, I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was he was their best player by a country mile. I think Creswell had a really good game for West Ham as well. Because I thought Yarmolenko when he was in it was influential. Yarmolenko's quality went and, on his day. And the player that and I, I probably I know we got mentioned on Blaze Pod this week, but a player I've never rated, never understood. But Declan Rice, you can see. Probably not well, so much against us, but you can see how he how he how he breaks play up in right, better okay. sides. Because I'm with you, I've never seen anything that makes me think he's worth that much. Money. But you could see it, even if he installs, and he did, probably wasn't being worked as hard as he would. But you can start, start to see how he, how he, how the role he plays is important to them, and how he might stand. Well, out. I thought the reason Rice looked like he was having an okay game, I, I personally didn't single him out. Was I thought in first half, Fleck didn't get going. I thought mm. Norwood had a stinker first half. Oh no, Norwood! That Norwood's had his bad game. Norwood's had his. Bad game that he has every so often, and that was Saturday. And the thing is, no one as well when he has a bad one, he has an absolute. Oh, yeah. there. And it, he yeah. doesn't drop from an eight out of ten to a seven. He goes to a four. Yeah, he was awful. Fleck, Fleck, Fleck grew into the it. Game. Fleck definitely. grew into the game definitely. Lundstrom was more effective going forward well, than thought, he's been. I thought for a while. Lundstrom was our man of the match. Yeah, um, just because with the other two's absence, he was he, he was the one making things happen. That back he only does is obviously. Pure filth, like he's absolutely amazing. Um, but the other two weren't covering the ground, and he was doing that, and then he was still doing things in the final third. But I think, as a whole, I mean, I know we had the sort of flash chances at the end where the goal he definitely should put that in. Like, that's that's criminal. I'm not really sure what his positioning is. Which one? One in the first well, half, yeah, where he tries to flick it. Flick yeah, the thing is, the ball's just behind him, and he just tries to flick a leg at it. It's, mm. I mean, I find it hard. Is, is, that, is that McGoldrick's? Is that where someone like Sharp would just take a breath for a second? So we, we talked about it. it and put it in. We talked about it with Musa's goal last week, didn't we? So Musa was stood in a position where he was front on to the goal mm. on the edge of the six yard box. McGoldrick's closer to the goal line yeah. with his back to goal. He's back, he's, he's back so that, and, and that's it's a technical thing, but listen, everything he gives just, to the game. Is it that awareness? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in a position to Sharp receive scores it better. that. I would have said Musa scores that. I would argue Robinson probably scores that, McBurney probably scores that. It's just and it comes back. I mean, I, I, the Facebook groups. I don't know why I go on. I don't know. Uh, why, I don't know drought. Do. Some kid thinks it's drought. And it, actually, do you know what? If he was there, yes, he's a striker. But actually, when he's there, our link up play is better. And defensively, we need him. He, the number of times not, he met a header on he's not defending a, striker, a corner. Is he? He's a forward. He's, he's a, not exactly. a striker. Sharp's a striker. McGoldrick's a forward. We're playing this him in a different role. This, and is, it, this is this thing that keeps doing my head in as well, Ian, about like United fans at the minute. It's all about Saturday. And, and, and they're they wanting to have this scapegoat. They're mm. wanting to have this, this one person to get at. And like, if we didn't play the way we did and we got this defensive record, would everyone be going... Oh, well, they're all right, Stevens and Baldock. They need to do more going forward. Yeah. yeah. What they thought? No. Well, excuse my French, but they wouldn't. It's an unnecessary levering, some criticism uh, at McGoldrick. I, just, I, I think it's just like It's like you say, it's almost like we have to, it's almost like we, and I'm using that as a collective chiffon hands, have to have 
Someone who, who and I'll be honest, he's, he's a and if you're going to pick someone out on Saturday, the two strikers, Robinson was the weaker of the two. 100%. Oh. From what I've seen, uh, the highlights. And right. I don't know, I'm saying I'm sitting here slagging Robinson off. No. I think Robinson, well, I think you discussed it last week. Robinson, I think right. in time will come good. At the minute, his way of playing doesn't fit the roles we're asking him to play and he's learning. Yeah. I would actually say that the Robinson chance is a better chance than the goal yeah. kicks. The header. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's a free header six yards out. And, and Rob- he's, he's, he's allowed the goalkeeper to put him off. Whereas, yeah, a, 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 whereas a, a, a proper uh, predator, died in the wall striker. Predator would yeah. wouldn't care about. We wouldn't even see the goalkeeper. All they're seeing is the ball. Yeah. And um, I can argue that in the build up to the goal, like Robinson's almost a little bit of lethargy towards the play. Yeah, gets their goal. Chase, yeah, their goal. The, the, and and that's where the move starts. I, I, I think had we have lost that goal, that get that game. That goal would have been pulled apart by United fans because so much went wrong. Well, no, O'Connell, O'Connell's in the wrong position because he's he's still up front. He's mm-hmm. expecting a free kick and he's not sprinting and busting up to get back. Bastion gets caught. Bastion's under but it's a good nudge by um, Salah. Now that debate, I th- I crowd I crowd foul at the time. That's not foul. On hindsight, there's just a bit of a nudge. Yeah. But he should make more of it for me, Bastion. Maybe, there. maybe. Yeah, yeah. If he kind of starts, he can gets pulled across too far, yeah. close yeah. to Bastion, and. Um, What's his name? It's good. Oh, sorry. Um, Snodgrass. Snodgrass. Snodgrass has got a run on Baldock, and Baldock doesn't track it. Doesn't track his man. So a lot went wrong. But and then it all not... starts in the box, like I say. And we tend to gift chances. We maybe haven't gifted as guilt-edgy ones like that for a while. I think that's Liverpool. I think we did. The, but... The, what, yeah, but you know what I mean. We don't. We you know teams will get a chance, but like I think yeah, it was yeah. out of character. But not to make excuses, but it was absolute with the bashing thing. It but it, it, it windy as, and it were it were, yeah. it were it were tipping it down, wasn't it? So any movement that but listen, I mean, it, let's be honest. We, we'd had a spell where we got back in here and we had created better chances than they created in the previous twenty-five minutes for me. And then to go in one down at half time, I actually worried that we might. And I don't know why I thought this because we've not done it for months. Yeah. I worried we might capitulate. It might be this be the moment where. Heads have gone down. We've had a good spell. We've missed a couple of great chances, and we. But we came out of second half with with wind in ourselves, and actually got the goal. And I was willingness just to go on and, and kick on from that, there. That we just didn't quite do it. I just I just don't think with that sort. I mean, this could come back and back and in the backside, but I don't think with that sort of side that will capitulate. You We're look. Not. At, you look for example what happened to Southampton on, on Friday. Friday night. If yeah. we went, if we went down to 10 men early doors and 1-0 down you might lose 2-0 you might lose 2-1 nowhere on this earth would we get absolutely no, I guess I wouldn't say an analogy but did I, you I, see I think we might go 2-3-0 down that, that was my fear that that, yeah. that crushing disappointment it, it felt probably worse as a fan to be honest after a few fights did you but, see that stat in that article that's been um, doing the rounds today or Daniel Story's article Daniel 365 Story. so he said uh, in Adkins season we got beat by one or more, more than one goal nine times. Right. In the 160 odd games since Wilders took over, we've been beaten by one or more than one goal nine times. We just don't lose matters, by yeah. more than no, one goal. But, like, I think we could, we had an opportunity maybe to put a bit more on them in the second half. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's after we scored, I think we could have kicked on from what I've seen of the game. Yeah, we, we could have kicked on, and then it became a spell. What last 15? Yeah, are they really there? Are some chances towards yeah. them, didn't they? Yeah, we looked a bit I'll tell you what was stressful for me. So, I obviously, I wasn't at the game like you two were, but 
Um, I managed to get out of uni early on Saturday, so I got a uh, bus straight back up to Woodseats, watched first half on my phone in the big tree, watched the second half in Sports Shack, but the signal kept going on my phone, so we were kind of, all of us were listening to it on the radio and watching it on Soccer Saturday and on Twitter and things like that. There quite a few blades in there. And Shark got, had a goal disallowed just before, didn't they? A couple yes. of minutes before. And then uh, Moussa's goal, when it went in, everybody's like, oh, VAR, it's been disallowed, it's been disallowed. I've just heard goal's been disallowed on the radio. No. So everybody's like, oh, no. And then on Soccer Saturday, when it went to, I think it was Charlie Nicholas that was talking about us, it still said 1-0. Oh jeez! So yeah. oh bollocks! And then all of a sudden, obviously, we real- they changed it. We realised it was one one, and the place erupted. Is, it was that, Ch- is that Charlie Nicholas who's predicted that we'll lose, lose every game so far? Game so yeah. far this season. Yeah, I don't follow Charlie when he's on Super Six. But uh, um, that was just the great thing about the Moussa goal. Going back to go back to that a second, I was kind of sat when I was sat was right in the line of that ball coming into the corner, and when he turned and hit it, I thought he was miss hit it. Uh, you didn't really probably I, appreciate how we'd had to really I connect his body. It, yeah, I thought he scuffed it, Ian. Yeah, I thought he it. But, like, but like if he really did, mishit it, and and, there's and a little it, bit of control when you watch it back. Oh, yeah. There is, he's got, there's more to it than you thought at the time, but at the time it was great because it just, the ball was just, you could the guy, the old guy in front of me says, it was great. He was watching that Nike logo appear, appear, <laughs> appear, because it just seemed to take. It took about ten seconds. Ten so. seconds. It felt like ten seconds. Well, yeah. But it just felt like that. You were watching that ball rotate and bounce and rotate. I've heard some people say that the goalkeeper should have saved it. Not a chance. It's right, right by the post. It's, it's by the post, it's and it's bouncing. It spins in. Yeah. It actually spins in. It was just lovely yeah. little dink from the head of, from Ender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. clever. Um, I'm sure he wasn't expecting what he did on the back of that little header down, though, did he? <laughs> so no. Just putting it back into danger area, <laughs> and then obviously, we get, I mean, what I will say about the stadium: generous space to go and fucking potty in. <laughs> Someone still managed to write up me though. I, I had a swollen lip on the way back. Didn't really care, but yeah, it was. It was, and then I thought that that was the opportunity to go for it. And, not to, not to criticise people, and I used them as the example before, and I just praised Ender a little bit. I think the club needs to calm down trying to suggest that's a nutmeg, by the way, if you put on social media this week. I thought it was. It kicks his. If it's his leg, it's not a nutmeg, is it? Is, it not, is the that guy, the rule? The guy, oh. ra- the guy raises his leg and he, he puts it. But it touches it, doesn't it? No, just straight through his leg. I think when it. Both oh, no. feet standing. <laughs> but one thing we can all agree on, which is yeah, a nutmeg. <laughs> Not too much of a good thing, but unfortunately what we are seeing too much of is last week I said that Baldock's smacking one in top bins away from being on everyone's like he's missed two there. And the second one, I think he could have about four I watched I only have four touches. He could chip it up and volley that. So I was I, I was thinking about this. If I'm you not, remember he's, he's been, he's there was a game I don't know whether it was last season or the season before. I think it might have been the season before against Villa mm. where Baldock had two or three really good chances and he tried placing them in the corner and the keeper saved him. He made two or three really good saves. And Wilder come out afterwards and said something along the lines of Baldock, when he's in those positions, needs to realise all he needs to do is put his foot through the ball. And it's almost as if he was trying to just put his foot through the ball, whereas actually he could have just lofted it into the roof of the net a couple of a couple of times on Saturday. It's like he needs to just pick and choose when he does what he does. But like obviously he needs to volume. But if when you volume slice, maybe you do need to place them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's, 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 it's taking what Wilder says it a lot, but they take the right option. So he's like taking the wrong option get, both times. You just want to like get Keo Freeman, and just because if Freeman had those positions, it's easy. You'd expect Freeman probably would have yeah, scored a possibly. couple. 
Um, Probably not Freeman as he is now, carrying a bit of timber. Yeah, let's not for one second start being overcritical of this side because we can't well, in any way. I'm not bringing it up for that. It just you know when the game is there, in my opinion, to be won. As he, at yeah. that stage, I, when I said we'll equalise. Came. I think we'll win this two one. I, I said that to Claire next to me and the people around me. I said I think we can go on and win this now because I felt we were felt on top, and I felt a second goal would actually kill them. It would kill their fans because I think they're that's exactly what happened to the other week against Palace, wasn't it? I think they were they were winning there, weren't they? Ended up going to. 2-1 down from one up with the other I think they were 2 nil up two, yeah exactly so it, you just felt that if we got in front that would have really knocked him down I mean and obviously the start best chance at the end they probably should win because that should go in I don't know how he is you can goals. argue it it's a hard chance based on where he is I think he's, he's probably got a high XG well, but I thought it was a difficult chance because he's reaching for it yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's on stretch an he's almost on the line it's almost impossible for him to score because he's, he's almost connected with it level Level with the yeah. post. It was one of those though. From talking about the sidelines, like your heart in the mouth. Yeah. And yeah. then obviously, Jan Lenko nearly scored after that. Yeah. Last. But then typically, like afterwards, it was our cup final, and we were all overly pleased. Going to some of the guys who were in the pub with us, going, "You lot seem very happy." Well, I didn't say very because they were from London, but like we said, "Oh, you seem dead happy in your cup final and stuff." And then you hear Pellegrini saying the dominant. And it, well, it's kind of to get even more. I, I, I just I switch off care. to be honest. I couldn't care. Let's leave him to it. I couldn't. I mean, it's, it's like I said before. There's no such thing as a bad away point for us this season. No. Any point away from us. Well, I mean, and we've got and like four points in a week. If you'd yeah. said going into a week where we play Arsenal at home and West Ham away, you come away with four points. I don't think any one of us. No. Nope. Would, would have in front of the yeah. point a game um, requirement. Yeah. Eight points or, or keep. What's, that, what's our last Not four sure games? Where we are on the pressed index, but our last four games now, I think, are West Ham. Arsenal, Liverpool before that, uh, and Everton. Watford. Oh, Watford. So we've lost one in five. Yeah, and we've won two, drawn two, lost one. I mean, yeah. that's not, that, it's not a bad record. We're not, it's not like we're. we're there's a reason. There's a reason. Goals. I know it's tight, and you can below. miss as many chances as you want, George. If we carry on with that ratio, keep up the good work. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's a reason we're ninth. And I think I we've got to remember eight. that sometimes. Down to nine. Eight, eight, what about? Down to nine, fucking get us. <laughs> <laughs> either way, either, either way, way, let's be top, honest. It's a great point. It's a great point. And I think it was a, despite the ground, it was a good away day for those who went. Plenty of good support. And um, we'll come back in a few minutes and talk about the game coming up at the lane on Saturday. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Welcome back to part two, everybody. Um, bearing in mind the accent that Dan's just uh, been talking right next to me, I think we've uh, we've got some people from Lancashire coming up. Bearing the accent, can you can you do that? Will you have a brew? Will you not sit down? <laughs> so yeah, we're playing them at the weekend. So Burnley at home. Yeah, what do we think, guys? Personally, I think it's possibly going to be the. I don't know about toughest because we've played the champions of Europe and top of the league, but it's certainly yeah, going to be the the I, most challenging I, game. I, I think. think. You're right. I think it's it's kind of flip round a bit because suddenly we're not a distant second favourite in this game yep. there's every chance we might we might, we might even go into it with some bookies as favourites um, but it's also they're a completely different I think they're a completely different prospect to any side we've played so far this season whereas other teams have kind of come at us a bit and been a bit more open I think part of what Burnley will do today on Saturday is try and do what Sean Dyche does 
he'll have two dodge. He'll have it. There'll be a big strong side. It'll be two banks of four, two big strong forwards. It's yeah. a completely different uh, prospect of anything we've faced so far this season. I think we touched on it the other week, or we certainly did, not necessarily on the podcast when we were all speaking before a game. And it's it's, really, it's going to be quite an exciting game because they're going to have a go, yet they're also going to be hard to break down. Yeah. So obviously, they had they got they got a bit of a tonking the other day, didn't they? But that's like to be expected. Um, yeah. it, against Chelsea, who were in 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 a good place in at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know they've got players that can hurt us. I've got no doubt about that. I think like Barnes is really underrated. He's an absolute shit out. Really good forward, and it, it'll be a real put. Like it, it's a proper test. That Wood, wooden Barnes for, a, for for your centre halves, whether it's two or three of them, is a proper. It's one of them games where centre halves. I think Wood's possibly not going to play. But then, not fit, right. but then we've got Rodriguez or Vidra, and they're not they're not bad players. Yeah, um, Rodriguez goal. Yeah, what a strike yeah, that was. Right. Someone said, oh, yeah, there's no one near him. It's like, okay, let's get a bag of balls. Let's go upfield and see how many... A, you put in the net, and B, you manage to get to dip like that. What is it? It's this obsession, isn't it, with criticising, like, good things. The only thing I would say is, didn't Rodriguez play for West Brom at Hawthorne's last season? Yeah, he ambled on it. Yeah, yeah, did you? He ambled on it, and he was all... And we managed with him that day. But I do agree, I think... Rodriguez doesn't bother me as much as... Barnes does or Wood was it Wood Wood if he was playing. Dwight McNeil's the one that kinda the the, the yeah. lot of the, the like say, where has he come from? Suddenly yeah, he's just come out of the youth team, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah out of the youth team and he's just he is I he's said clearly got something about I said on um, on Sunday morning before I went to Poland, well actually it was in the airport I'm talking about the day before his football I said just the next, you can just see he's going to be the next one involved with England because he's young and he's getting the odd goal. And I mean, it's good to see these players are playing in the Premier League. Like, don't get me wrong, but I think the area where we win the game in terms of how Burnley line up will be in central midfield. Now, that's not because I think their players are poor. So we're looking at Jeff Hendrick so, and so they started with Westwood and Cork. So that's Ash- Ashley Westwood. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that might be a clue to a quiz question. <laughs> Cheers, John. So, me, guys, I think I've just cost myself the quiz. Frantic scribbling going on With my uh, commitment to um, accuracy, and, accuracy in, in the data that we present here. But Westwood and Cork, I mean, Westwood, when he finished at Villa, was almost on the scrap heap. I think Burnley picked him up for Pittons. Like, he didn't play a lot last season, but... Is Hendrick playing on the right-hand side? Yeah, because Goodmanson's been injured. I'll right, uh, suspend... He didn't play, or did he? Come on, let's double-check that. No, Goodmanson's out for, yeah. he's out for a while. He's, but then, he's injured for months. But then Brady came on, um, and, and Brady, Brady settled Brady's both a, goals. Brady's a good player. Uh, but McNeil's obviously got that left-hand side. I think the centre of that midfield, uh, Jack Cork... I have fond memories of him because I like to sign him a football manager about <laughs> 10 years ago. But in real life, yeah, he's a classy little player. He's played into yeah. about football inside. But I wouldn't like the, the phrase, I don't fancy yours much. I think compared to ours, I think we'd all agree that's an air of the pitch we can dominate him in. Yeah, I mean, there's not many games we're going to be able to do that in the midfield this season. <coughs> Considering they're what you at least two of them, so Hendrick and Court, you'd class them as established Premier League players that played in there for two, yeah. three, four seasons. You're right, you wouldn't swap them for one of or any or any of Lundstrom, Miller and Flatwood. But it's just as likely that they can cause us a lot of damage. Yeah. 
It's, it's, a, this is, it's a funny game this weekend. We could easily win this 2-0, 3-0, as likely as lose it 2-0, 3-0. Yeah. I mean, even if they were to change it up in that area, I don't think Ender Stevens will lose sleep over Aaron Lennon. Um, and like you've got Vidra, he's more of a striker. And then Brady would come on the left. I mean, Brady's a decent little player, but he's... I mean, Aaron Lennon's one on his day. Yeah. He, he can really hurt you. Well, well, one thing I find interesting about this game is we're actually favourites by the bookies. Yeah, I've just looked here. We're, we're, we're yeah, 6 yeah, to yeah. 5 with Skybet, and they're 23 to 10. Yeah. Right, okay. So, you know. How do you like them apples? So, like, yeah. Uh, obviously, Tarkowski and me are pretty solid at the back. But so, we're going to have to work out. You've you got a good on. keeper. Hope's a, is, yeah. Hope's playing is a decent keeper. He's playing fullback for And then Lowen. Yeah, obviously, had that mistake on Saturday. But again, is, I mean, how long is it since Lowen left us? Ten years. Anyway, yeah. it's first Wilson season, end of first Wilson season, so five, nine years, eight, nine, nine years. years. Yeah. So he's again, he's an established Premier League footballer. He's, he's done. Yeah. He, he's, he's had a great. That was a great move for him, and he's yeah. done really well. And like, I don't think any from Chesterfield in there. I don't think anyone holds any good as we like. And it'll be, it's good to see like these players coming back. And let's hope. It's a clown, isn't it? Not to pick you up on your points, but. I'm sure Mackerel have something to say about that. Is Clown not like Sheffield Ch- City Chester region? Field, I think. Yeah. Sheffield City region. Yeah. South, oh, South, South, South Sheffield. South Sheffield. South Sheffield. <laughs> Aren't they all welcome to it? But, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I was going to say, having been to Clown, it's no joke. I don't know. Oh my oh, gosh. Jesus. Uh, but then left back, they've got Peters. Now. Give it his bit still. Eric yeah. Peters. Yeah. Experience, but. Strange signing that, I thought. So How the, old the, is this? They're a strong. You played every game as well. They're a strong, experienced side all the way through, aren't they? Yeah. They've a strong experience. They'll be well drilled, well, well yeah. function, you know, functional side. And, and that's the they'll thing. be well prepared for it against us. Yes. They've got a manager that you know is a lot like, in some some ways, he's a lot like Wilder, yeah. isn't he? And yeah. he also will respect, like, he'll respect, he'll, he'll respect us in you know, his presser before. You know, there'll, there'll be no bullshit from Dyche this week, like there was from Pellegrini last week saying Sheffield United are a typical English side, play behind the ball, lots of direct football. You know Dyche. Won't, he won't come out with it. Yeah. He'll have done his homework, he'll know exactly what we do, he'll have, he'll have drilled his players based on our style, our system, our set pieces. He'll have done his homework. Yeah. You might not like what he does, he might not be the most attractive, um, he might not play the most attractive football going, but he does his homework. You're right, he is, yeah. he's, he's similar to Wilder yeah. in, a lot of the, in a, lot of kind of, a lot of ways he goes about things. And, and the only difference between Burnley and us. Like a very general dis- uh, difference you could point out is we're probably a more positive side than they are. They're more. They are more of an example of the side Pellegrini was talking about. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen enough of them to to say that's. I just think you, the even over the over however many years now they've been in because the, after they went up beating us went, in the playoff, they went they up and down. Now. Yeah, they, they've had a bit. They had a yo-yo. They won't leak quite comfortably. Oh, they came they? down and then Dyche got the job and yeah. then they went up, yo-yoed, yeah. and then he's been put, I mean, he can't see Europe, but I, I, I think when you look at the playing staff, he can't have got there without having that sort of, playing four four two, and that's no disrespect to how anyone wants to play, knock yourselves out, but like, playing four four two, that allows, that surely is done more with defending in mind, and the strikers being the outlets. They've, yeah. they've kind of, they've, Almost taken over from what Stoke were. So Stoke mm. went up and they established themselves as a, as a comfy mid-table, tenth to twelfth place Premier League side, and then they fell away. And Burnley have come from that's what they obviously went into Europe, flirted with Europe last season. But that's what they've established themselves to be. And that's in fairness, not talking about size of club. 
Burnley are what we should kind of aspire yeah, to. Absolutely. We actually establish ourselves as a good, solid, mid-table Premier League side where every so often we're going to have, you know, going to have a cup run, going to push for a, a European place possibly. But that's what we want. The, the, kind of and, the blueprint for what we And I remember last season after Europe and seen it a little bit with Wolves. I mean, they like, lost last night. They, don't, they need the league cup back a hole in the head, don't yeah. they? But um, is, is the sort of like, after they had a dodgy couple of weeks and... I think it was a bit this time of year, if not a bit further into November. And I said to him, "Watch it, Dad." Actually, he always remembered this. He went, "So how come? What's been turned around?" He goes, "Well, we stop doing things wrong. Yeah. You start doing everything right again. Because when we do everything right, like we don't make mistakes. If you don't make mistakes, we teams are going to struggle to beat us because we're a good team. And I've said we're a good team. That's why I've told no one to worry because we're a good team. And I think that's that's obviously quite a bullish, like Wilder esque statement. But I think that." Is the sort of solidity of the four because a lot now and then Peters aren't attacking fullbacks. It's playing hen that you've got, which the, is strange because when Lauten was here, he was a very good attacking fullback. Yeah, he can be. He, he, I, think a lot he, of goals and I actually think he'd fit in really well in that bashing position for us. Fantastic, of, that yeah, attacking yeah, right centre yeah. half. Yeah. <coughs> what sort of team do you think will play Saturday? I, I think there'll be potentially changes up front, obviously to what starts. Well, I've seen the. I've not heard the interview today, but I've seen one of the radio Sheffield journalists tweeting today saying there's a couple of injury doubts. Obviously, not name names, but a couple of players who were injury doubts for, for Saturday. The, the, the thing that Wilder said that struck me, and I know it was the, the journalist that he doesn't like, so he, he kind of snapped at him <laughs> a bit, when he said about um, Norwood. Norwood's looking forward to playing against his hometown team. Yeah. And he, he said something along the lines of, what, do you know my team already then? Has somebody told you what my team's going to be? Because he might not be playing. <laughs> or something along them lines. But... But, I'm not suggesting this is what's going to happen, so I don't think it will. But if we were going to revert back to having a number 10, I think Norwood's the one that drops out. I said this, didn't I, the other week, whereas I think there's every chance when people felt Freeman was hard done to, there's every chance that in a game like this, our way of going about it differently and looking to get a big W at home, Against like a, a tough. He's been partners now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love You <laughs> still love Walworths in any size. Good for boxer shorts, Boundary Mill, by the way. So go down there and Boundary Mill send me through a 20% off card. But like, no, in, in all seriousness though, like. We're not that, sponsored. Certainly not by Boundary Mill. But like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised for, like you say, that if Freeman wants to come in, because I think. It will happen in a home game. Norwood didn't have the best game last week. We took him off after an hour, didn't he? Yeah. We took him off uh, Arsenal game. Yeah. For, yeah. I can't remember who. He seems to be the first one coming off at the minute. He might. I can see. I can see. Oh, I can agree. I think I can see Freeman playing, and just, just to give us that something different. We might need to break them down. I, and I, can see, I don't think he will. I think. The, I think Norwood will start, and I think it'll be. Uh, McGoldrick and one of McBurney or Sharp. I wonder if it might start. be McBurney. Just I'm again, looking at Burnley, just physicality. physicality yeah. We might need a bit more. I, I just feel up. that you can go with the change, can't you? I think the, it felt like it in the stand to me, and I thought I should have mentioned this in the West Ham thing, and if I did, didn't matter. But like Moussa coming on gives you that natural lift, yeah. as did Sharp yeah. coming off. Yeah. Um, and the, if we, if, and then if we are playing a triangle. Oh, where Flake's looking a bit out of sorts. Freeman, you took him, McGoldrick, there you go. And it gives us a little bit, I think I think there's every chance of that, but then we could be in the pub on Saturday at two o'clock and it's McGoldrick and Robinson equally. And it's quite nice, because this is the first time under Wilder, 
And we've been my running three years where it's hard to know what's going to start up from. Like for a while, when we've been doing well, it's we almost doing, picked itself, didn't it, for a while? And is that and we've got those options going forward now. Um, so anyway, what do we think on the school line then? I, we, wasn't the two of you got it right last week? I'm uh, two for two at the minute. I think we, I think we've all said one apiece, don't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. I think I had to go ultra positive and yeah, let myself down. Well, I'll go positive to start. I'll say we United two one. I'm gonna go three one. United. Um, two nil. United. I'm gonna I'm gonna copy down on two nil. I, I I really I'm I'm desperate to see, and I'm and maybe even three. I'm desperate to see that convincing home win where everyone. Not that they're not already, but stands up and goes. Sheffield United there just roll Burnley over at home. That is a very good win. And it's not all Burnley we will be. It was no Sheffield United creating a lot of chances in that game. And and I'd love nothing more than McGoldrick to score. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, definitely. I think we all will be. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, totally agree. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, we'll all be in the sheath, won't we? And uh, yeah, we're getting the old throat varnished before that one. Throat <laughs> varnish. How much? How much varnish does lime and soda put on your throat? Uh, it's a light one. It's a bright. If it was a like, like a thundercoat. Yeah, yeah, sort of like the the pre-varnish primer. 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 Yeah. So, I thought um, we'd ended that quite well. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Welcome back everyone to uh, to part three of this week's Four Blades in the Pub and this is uh, the kind of fairly new section of the, the Four Blades in the Pub pub quiz. Uh, obviously Ian very kind of started the ball rolling the other week with the, the international break one. Um, Paul did one last week I think was it? Yep. Uh, so we've carried it on this week and this week's quiz is obviously based on Blades and Burnley with obviously us playing, uh, playing the Clarets this weekend. Um, so it's two parts this week. So the first part is just just basic questions, and the second part is a is a name the lineup question from a, a, a kind oh, of Blades Burnley match in the past. Yeah, I no. <laughs> so I think Ian's just had a stroke. I'm not quite sure a, what's happened. Uh, Ian's just seen one of my answers, and I've realised <laughs> I've gone for one wrong. I've gone for wrong year of Burnley <laughs> Cup victory. Uh, right, right, okay, right. So I'll go through. I'll read them out, and obviously you, you lads shout the answers out, and we'll see who's. Uh, who's quiz champion this week. So, the first question is a numbers quiz, which should play right into Ian's hands. But <laughs> Sorry. What was the total combined fee we both paid to and received from Burnley for Adi Akinbae, here of that thunder bastard at Hillsborough? Well, the numbers man went for 2.75 million. Okay. So, I think we paid 1.75 and I think we sold him for three quarters of a million. So, I've done two and a half. Um, Similar. Well, no, there's no logic. I guess two point eight million. <laughs> Phil, absolutely on the nose. Get Oof. it. And the num- and the actual breakdown was right as well. Was it? Paid one point seven. So. Paid one point seven five for him. Sold him a year later for six hundred and fifty thousand, with an extra hundred to be paid at the end of that season. Basically, Warnock was the reverse Wilder, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Warnock was by by, by I sell low. Oh. <laughs> But in fact, we won't talk about he, Jeff Horsfield then. Yeah. But he did pay for himself with that yeah, goal. Right. Really with that goal. Yeah, he's trying to cut uh, Claude Davis's throat. <laughs> <laughs> trying to beat the shit out of Claude Davis. Didn't Claude Davis go through him with a cutthroat razor? Was like that. Yeah. What was it all over? 
I'm shit. I'm shit. No, it's got bigger snob. I don't know. It's a wash bag, I think. I seem to recall it. It was, yeah. It was. It was. You're right. God, that's that's some knowledge. That they both had a Louis Vuitton watch. What did Claude Davis? Right. Question two. Going back a bit further now, which future Blades manager scored twice and was sent off during a 2-2 FA Cup third round draw at Bramall Lane on the 2nd of January 1993? I've got Adrian Heath. I've got Adrian Heath. I've got Adrian uh, Heath, even though it looks like I've wrote health. Gil Scott Evans. It's only only, only time Adrian Heath's a correct answer (laughs) to anything. To be honest, apart Where's from my question manager? three, which is who's the biggest twat ever to manage Sheffield United? Oh, Robson. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I can. Oh, sorry. Nigel Atkins. Oh, yeah. Kevin Bartlett. He's not That's a name the lineup one as well, then. <laughs> uh, question three Brian Dean scored a hat trick in a 4 2 win in the replay. Who scored the Blades of a goal? I've guessed at White House, but I think I'm wrong. I've gone for John Francis, but it's too late for John Francis. I and I've just seen Phil's John answer. Francis. I haven't guessed because I know it was Adrian Little John because I used to have it wrapping my maths book at senior school. The picture from the programme, <laughs> the middle bit of the programme with the three goals going in. And Adrian, Adrian Little done did his little um, his little cowboy yeah. six-shooter uh, celebration in front of the Burnley fans. And Brian Dean scored a hat-trick in his next game as well. Against Ipswich. Yep. Yep. Yeah, two hat-tricks in two games. They got back in books at secondary school. Yeah. Especially going to school in Hampshire. <laughs> United did anyone, did anyone even know Adrian Littlejohn nope. were in Hampshire? <laughs> I used to sing the, uh, yeah. I used to sing the Little John, Little John running down the wing song. He's black as coal. Can you imagine singing that now? Jesus <laughs> Christ, no. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Question four. Which, the which Burnley manager, brackets, allegedly nutted Kevin Blackwell during a half-time incident in 2001? Can you call it allegedly, seeing as it's in his own book? Well, I was well, just I- covering the pod. Well, I was going to say, I, I think we all got the same answer as Stan Tevin, haven't yeah. we? Now, I was under the impression that it was the folk tale that I grew up believing was Blackwell went to listen to the spy behind a door yeah. and then he booted the door. So I was listening to and it. I was listening to Under the Cosh this week, and it was a, like a, a recap of one of the seasons, and it was Paul Beasley, I think, that was talking. I think it was Paul Beasley. Anyway, you whoever. You can't recognise Paul no, Beasley. No, I, I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of the people that was on it. And basically, what they were saying was happened. Stur- it must have been a Burnley oh, player. Have been there it was, a, time, it was it? a Burnley player that did it, that was talking about it. Uh, turned and heard somebody behind the fire exit door, apparently, yeah. and went and slide tackled, two footed it. Shushed up British Shushed, Shushed up, up Burnley, Burnley players, players. two footed it. And then when um, it were, uh, uh, whoever it was would be out the door. And then in the referee's room after the game, that's when the fight started. That's when the fight started. Anyway. But Warnock and Turner hated each other, didn't they? Yeah, oh, absolutely. massively. Sorry, I'm just, John's writing another answer down to Nick. Just because, some cheating going just on? because it was word association made me get it. But I know, and he's right as well. Word not... association, well, you fucking mallet's mallet. <laughs> Operating the Hang on, let's try ways, it. Daniel. Let's try it. Adrian Heath. <laughs> right, moving on. Moving on. Right, Burnley have three players in this season's Premier League squad with Blades connections. We've obviously Name got them. We've obviously got so clowns very own Matt Lowen. If you've just, if you've just listened to, to the last part of the, the pod, you'll have heard obviously everyone get clowns very own La- Matt Lowen. You'll have also heard some frantic scribbling when JP got the Burnley lineup and went. Well, the middle of the midfields, uh, Westwood and Jack Cork, and everyone went <laughs> Jack Cork and frantically <laughs> fucking scribbled Jack Cork. Um, I'm guessing everyone's got two out of three. Yeah, the I, final correct one is 
Bardsley, who was injured at the weekend, and I forgot about. And then you said Beasley, and it made me think of Bardsley. Oh, words of Do you know what? When you, were, when you had your phone and you were looking at last week's team, I saw Bardsley on the bench, and I didn't even make the connection, but drop. you're bringing down there. I didn't even know over there. I've gone for Chris Wood just because he got nutmeg by Brian Dean down here. <laughs> I, I, put, I, I put Mark Bull because I just thought he must be a reserve keeper somewhere. God knows where he's he is. He's a villa, I reckon, or he he's was. Just, he was a villa, but yeah. Old. He's been at old. So I've got, I've got two out of three for that. Oh, yeah. So, so, going into the final bit, so I've, I've got, got, got... So add him up and see who goes first in the... Uh, four. Four. I've, I've got four. I've got four, Phil. I'm on six. See, John, <laughs> we, we take it in turn then. So Phil so we in turn. So Phil's starting. So the second part is the lineup, including substitutes from the Sheffield United v Burnley playoff final, 25th of May 2009. Don't need in any particular order. Just Phil goes, Ian goes, John goes. Everyone's got one life. As soon as you've, as soon as you've used your, your, your life, you're dead. Okay. So I'll go uh, most obvious one. Everybody knows it because he got sent off with Jamie Ward. That's Phil, yep. Kyle Norton. Ian, yep. Um, uh, Craig Beatty. Craig Beatty, yep. Paddy Kenny. Yep. Greg Halford. Sure. Now, I ain't got a pen, so I've not been able to mark myself, so I'm going to go with Kyle Walker. Correct. Chris Morgan. Yep, shout. Matt Kilgallen. Good shout. Another one. I had him. Down to it now. Uh, Brian Howard. Brian Howard, oh, that's yes. That's a great shout. Ooh. Now we've got a cup tie. And I'm not sure either of them two did. Them, so. I, I have been thinking about this while we've been going on, and I have thought of another one. Kenny so do Morgan. I have to have one of the ones I've written down? I could have just come up with another one. Well, if you want to. Stephen Quinn. Well, if you want to cheat, then that's fine. Who's a cheat? <laughs> oh, I've got Quinn. Right. Okay. <laughs> Stephen Quinn, one of them. You need to mark it, otherwise. Is Stephen Quinn right? Stephen Quinn's right, yes. Okay. I'm going for one here that I think, but it depends whether it was an unused sub or not. I'm going for Lapoli. Oh, I was going to put Lapoli down. Arturo. Properly pulled that one out. I don't know if he was still there. I'm going to go with Chris Armstrong. No. Oh, one life gone. And that gives you the obvious one that must have played. Oh, no, because he was in. He must have left. I think he played left back, didn't he? Kyle Walker played left back. Yeah. James Harper. No. got two written down, one I know is wrong. <laughs> so don't go with that one. I'm not going with that I'll one. Suggest. And I've massive down the next one, but I'm going to say Gary Speed. No. No, he was injured. He, no. was, he stopped playing by then. Right, so you've all used what? So, so you've all used one, like, basically, you're all down to Guess last it. chance saloon now. And there's one, two, three to get. Ooh. I've got an idea. Uh, if, do you mind if they've written now? No, well, no, it's fine if, you, if there's something popping into your head. Well, is it, it's me, isn't it? Jim, you, you go again. No. He played that season, though. Yeah, he did. Definitely. Bugger. Okay. So I can look answers now. Oh! 
obvious that's that's criminal <laughs> and the other I, I associate quite well with him Darius Anderson no All right, he can win it here he time win to it. win it Ian I'm struggling here I'm very much struggling who's the one you've got that you know is wrong just the one I, I know he's wrong I put Loughton down alright okay right, yeah. Next right. season under Speedy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, one of them we all should hang his heads in shame on not getting. Really? One is right. I'm, I'm going Nick Montgomery. Oh. Well done, Ian. He's nicked it. He's nicked it with Monte. Well done, Ian. Thank you. So Thanks. the other the other two you didn't get. Chet Evans, Welsh right winger. Cottrell, obviously. Cottrell. Oh, of course. The other one you didn't get came on a sub. How can I describe this? Uh, wasting money. Looks like a pick, say. Cock I didn't think he'd come on. Yep. Yeah. I didn't think he'd come on. I've written it down across the house. Oh, I didn't think he'd come on. Sub. Wow. Good one there. He got sent off. Has he got, has he he got, got sent off in the tunnel after the game. Yeah. I didn't think he'd come on. Yeah, he came yeah. on. Wow. Andre Lapoule and Wardle came on. Okay. So that's we score? know we didn't so... win that game, innit, boys? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good quiz, that. Good quiz. So we have got a nearest to pin so we've got as well. Nearest to pin for the tiebreaker. So you got the point. Does Ian get the point? Ian's Ian won. gets the point. Ian's won. So Ian's won. But yeah, it, well, Phil's still won. Phil's still won. I get Six, the point five, for four. Is it? Yeah, I was. So you, oh, so Ian got the point for that, but you, you win I win overall. You okay. win overall. Okay. So the tiebreaker was Jamie Ward was sent off in the above game. After coming on a sub, but how many minutes did he actually spend on the pitch? I've nothing. written down eight. I think it's less. I'm going to say three. I think oh, five. You're all miles out. Really? Came on in the 58th, sent off in the 79th. Oh, well. Okay. 21 okay. minutes. That's, 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 that's how effective he was in that game. <laughs> <laughs> two buckets. Two hand balls. Two hand balls, weren't they? Yeah. Fucking hell. Who, who, who was referee? Oh, it was Dean. It was Mike Dean. Yeah, well, he's singing, and he quiz that, Dan. Enjoy that. Well done, Dan. So I think we're gonna. The idea is for people listening. I think we're gonna try and do this every every game now. Um, there is potentially talking of of organising something towards the end of the season as a as an overall actual quiz. quiz. Yeah, an uh, and invite quiz. people to come and join us for a quiz that we'll organise. And that, that's uh, time. Time will tell how that works. Get a we'll pub on side. Get people to enter teams. Maybe even get a bit of a raffle going with some blaze prizes. So if you were you want to, and we can put all proceeds towards uh, our summer holiday <laughs> <laughs> or a charity. Uh, I'm only jesting, but yeah, that was great, lad, Dan. And my word, we've come a long way since then, haven't we? With some of that You're not kidding. And we're just. You're not kidding. So we'll uh, we'll see you in a bit for the Hall of Fame. Welcome back to part four. Um, this is Ian, and uh, I've got the pleasure of introducing it this week, not because I won, but my uh, stand-in, Mr. Paul McDonald, uh, won the Hall of Fame last week. Have it. Yeah, again, with his... I'm going to say, you lot called me a uh, playing long ball, yeah, and he's gone friend of Stephen's nutmeg. He's become one of the four hoofmen of the apocalypse. <laughs> so he's now uh, claimed, claimed a victory in the Hall of Fame. So I've got the pleasure of uh, both introducing it this week, introducing my suggestion then buggering off on dad's taxi duties uh, and leaving the boys to wrap up the pod. But my suggestion, I'm going a little bit route one, you might argue, but um, as part of 
uh, a piece I've been writing for the new Den Blades uh, issue that's coming out soon. Um, featuring four blades in a pub. Featuring four blades in a pub. I've been doing a little bit about um, four iconic players who played for United, who I think are iconic players, but probably were only with the club a very short space of time. So one for each position. And I'm just going to cover it now, but the goalkeeper I've talked about and written about, and it feels important to me at the minute, is to put nominate Mel Reese. You know, yeah. we're talking about people, the thing I'm doing is people who've come in, had a massive impact and moved on or whatever circumstances, but in that short space of time, they did something or made an impression on Blaze fans that can just literally puts them up to that kind of status. Yeah. Looking back, I was sat there writing and thinking back, his debut against Liverpool, pulled off yeah. a save in the first minute, the crowd got on his side. Yeah. Dean scored that fantastic goal over Grobelar that day. Dean scored both goals. Yeah. But actually, Mel Reese kept a clean sheet at the other end. Save from Michael Thomas, where he, he arches back and tips it over the bar. I went to Goodison a couple of weeks later. Probably the best goalkeeping display I've ever seen from the United goalkeeper at Goodison that day. Um, one save from I think it was Stuart McCall, where I don't still again, a bit like the, in some ways, similar to Seaman in the semi final, the ball's behind him. Yeah. And I still don't know how he got to it. It kind of toe poke log from McCall. And the guy had he had no sort of career, twenty five, and yet everything there was just happening at breakneck speed. Wonder, doesn't it, where he came from? I, I know, I know yeah. where he came from. I don't mean that, but how he had no career and then came and played for us and was that good? Yeah, because it, it wasn't. I mean, obviously, the story is really sad about what he, he died yeah. years later or whatever. But it was really, really good. Yeah. He was an outstanding goalkeeper, and, and it's just a shame, like you say, his final. I think he kept... Was Leeds his last game? Leeds was his last game. He played yeah, eight games. Yeah. We won five, drew two, lost the Leeds game at the end. Prior to that, we'd conceded three in the previous seven yeah. games in that sort of unbeaten run. And we only lost that Leeds game because A, he was injured and he was still pulling off saves yeah, yeah. Yeah, with, yeah. A, with a knee injury. And Brian Gale decided to lob him with Brian his knee from the edge of the box. Yeah. decided to chip it up and chip edit it over, over him. him. Yeah. And then bollock him for it. Yeah. Have you ever actually seen the video when he turns around and says, <laughs> I think he says, Mel, like, give me a shout or something. Yeah. Stop, stop fucking at it towards your own goal. So, uh, look, it, it's a bit of a crowd pleaser, but it's something I've been doing yeah, a bit about myself. No, I think, I, I think, I think it's a great nomination for all of us. I really like do. I, I, almost, I almost don't think we should put another one out. I think we'll put ours down anyway for the rest of them, but that, that's just a fantastic uh, nomination. Do you know the, the thing I remember about that, and I remember being really annoyed about it at the time, obviously Southall was the Wales number one at the time. Yeah. And for some reason, he'd thrown his toys out upon it. Was coming up to either a Euros or a World Cup, and it was like, well, even if you qualify, I don't think I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm not bothered. I remember loads of United fans saying, "That's ridiculous. You have got the chance, or might have the chance, yeah. and we've got someone who, through obviously horrific circumstances, wouldn't get the chance." And I remember, you know, loads of United fans at the time being pissed off with Southall, saying, "Look, you know, there's a bloke here who would love to be in your shoes. Don't be such a, you know, a two, spoiled kid." About two it, things basically. I'll add on that before I dash. One is. He got the call up from Yorath, but obviously the knee injury in that Leeds game ruled him out. And obviously then he had the operation that they didn't realise was cancer at the time, but subsequently cancer that summer. Um, and also, I remember as well, when he restarted, I don't think we, I don't think people realised he was Welsh. He was chanting England's number two. Because <laughs> yeah, obviously we had Tracy, Tracy, he was out yeah, injured, yeah. so he was England's number two. But then when we went to Ever uh, to Everton away, they're all chanting Wales as number one at him <laughs> and Southall's at the other end. So, yeah, look, that bit of a... Well, I think this yeah, week, I shot. mean, it's been very much before my time, but I know what people's thoughts on the man are and all the stories you hear and everything you boys have just shared there. I think 
he belongs in the Hall of Fame and I think the vote this week between our three nominations, I think that is a standout entry and a very good way to leave in. So have a safe journey. I'll see you Saturday lunchtime. See you Saturday. See you Saturday. Uh, but I just just last last kind of word on Mel Race. I mean, talk as much as you want about him. Now we're not time bound. Obviously, I'm. I didn't see him play, and I'm like quite interested. Mate, he, was, he was incredible. Yeah. As a goalkeeper, I, yeah. I, I, obviously it's something I'm passionate about. He was. Was he as good as the other two that were there at the time? Time was, was too small. Simple, exactly. But the potential was just mm, enormous. Phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, obviously one of the one of the. The, the people that's so important to this podcast, Luke Prest, his legends post, his legends picture that he's done mm. has got Mel Reese on it. It's yeah. not got Simon Trace, it's not got Alan Kelly, it's not got other people you might have classed as being legends. He's got Mel Reese on and it. And I've eight, eight games. Yeah. That's quite, and that's quite a good, a good way of summing it up, isn't it? Because obviously football, you like there's certain players that mean stuff here. And obviously for me coming, when I first started coming, Kelly and Tracy, I was a bit spoiled, and then obviously with Kenny, and like I think United have always had these relationships with goalkeepers. If you go back to Hodgkinson and stuff, yeah, I'm like, gonna say when I first started watching out, we had John Burridge and, and yeah. another fantastic keeper who were a bit crackers, but a bit crackers. Crackers. <laughs> that's an understatement. He getting his wife to throw oranges at him while he sat watching <laughs> telling to keep his reflexes up, like think fast. <laughs> But like it was no coincidence that our upturning fortunes came with, despite the obvious the occasional criticism of him, when we got Simon Moore, yeah. somebody who like you, for the first time for years you believed in. Like yeah. After years of, I know no disrespect to George Long, etc. For Hall of Fame, but you know that like it's such an important position, and as a fan, I think when they always then develop like a strong affinity to a goal a good goalkeeper in your team but obviously at that stage we was three before obviously we lost him far too I far too three goalkeepers at the same time that good Kelly Tracy and, is and incredible yeah. really isn't it and in fairness as, as long as I've been watching United there have been blips like you know your Simmonsons and Mark Bond and Phil Kites and people like even that. Howard but, but, like, yeah Mark Howard but as a rule we've We've, we've been lucky, know, haven't we? certain positions we've always been spoiled and the goalkeeper seems to run them with I know he's he stiffed us later on in his career, but I can remember we had Hans Sagers online for a period of time. Yeah. And he was brilliant for yeah. us as well. We've, we have been lucky with keepers. But yeah, I think, John, what you say there, I think's right. I think the Hall of Fame vote tonight should be between our threes and, and Mel goes in. Yeah, yeah he just gets, so he gets, he gets, who, who's joining him Who's joining him in? So at least the odds have shortened. Uh, Ian... Ian can't have a point for that though. I've only saying that now Ian's left, but he definitely <laughs> can't. Uh, so obviously, yeah, yeah, brilliant. So, I've had, I, I know, I know right. is. So now, I don't condone violence at football matches in any way whatsoever. It's oh, not some. All right, okay, <laughs> fair enough. We've had it all I, tonight. I, I, know, I, mean, I, my, 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 I know you do, mate. I've been to enough football matches. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> when you're my Hall of Fame, you'll, you'll realise why. So uh, I'm going to take you back to mid night, mid to late 90s. The, the one and only game of football I've ever taken my then girlfriend, now wife, to was Portsmouth away. It was about 97, <laughs> something like that. I know exactly what's coming here. About, I can't remember how long into the game it was, but there was a guy stood in front of us because it was standing terraces at them times. A guy stood in front of us, had been chuntering all the way through the, the period of the game that had gone. 
And after so long, he went, I've had enough of this. I'm sick of this. Took his coat off, threw it on the floor, stepped down the steps, jumped onto the pitch, ran over to the linesman, twatted him, knocked him out, and then got subsequently got arrested. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going for that as my Hall of Fame nomination Did today. you pick his jacket up? <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't. I should have done, shouldn't I? I wondered if you could have been calmer for you having your jacket. That's, what I was, that's <laughs> where I was going. <laughs> Great minds. Um, but yeah, fair enough. I mean... It's a weird away end Portsmouth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Best and that is the only game Rachel's ever been to with me as well, by the way. It's weird that she's <laughs> not she's fancy. Never been to no, not with me. Not with me. Not with me. Well, because I used to live down there, didn't I? So I went down to see my, uh, my mum and stepdad while we were down that way. Okay. And she came with me. We followed on down to Portsmouth. And you said, said that, but you also live like two miles from Lane. Yeah, but then, <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Do you know what, actually? One of the first things I said when we kind of realised we were getting serious, you do realise Saturdays are my time. One of the first things I said to my, again, then girlfriend, now wife and mother of my children was when we've, when an occasion when I've come on and gone, uh, Phil's got tickets to Wembley or Phil's, and, and she's gone, oh, you can't go out, we're doing this this weekend. The standard reply in our house is, I love you, but I loved United a long time before I loved you. Which, in fair, invariably goes down like a shit sandwich. Yeah, and but, I've stopped saying that because I get kicking every time I do. <laughs> to be fair to Rachel, she's been on a few overnighters with us, but when we've gone to the match, she's... Yeah, I think she's on about coming to Liverpool next year. and Excellent stuff. Came to Swansea this year. She didn't go to the game. She went shopping and... Last time we lost away. I think Sal's only been to one game. I think she oh, seems to recall her to an Arsenal Cup replay once. It might, have, it might have been the one... What year did we lose on penalties to him? We drew nil nil at Lane and we lost on penalties. Two thousand. Kenny were in goal, weren't Nine? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that, maybe a bit earlier than that. Ashley Cole I, I scored have, a pen. I, don't think we had, I think it's about 2005. I don't think we had kids. I think it was before my, el- my eldest were born, so 2005 sounds about right. And those, so I think that's the only game she'd been She's been to lots of games with her dad growing up because her dad's a big boy. 85 year old blade, season ticket holder. Um, so she's been lots of games, but I'm fairly sure that's the only game that I've ever taken her to. And uh, for all you single ladies listening, I've yet <laughs> to master the ability to uh, achieve a, a bird blade life balance, as we will call and for it. For all you single ladies listening, I'm interested in John. He is five foot ten, <laughs> and the same height as me. As the we same established height as Phil. There was much consternation tonight about how tall they both were, and we had them back to back. The closest to fifty cost me and Phil. And I can confirm John is five foot ten. Uh, maybe even a little bigger with my curly hair. But, um, so yeah, like just get in touch. Uh, DMs are open, aren't they, on the Twitter? So flying there. Good nomination. So a linesman getting twatted at Portsmouth. Did you go to the game, Dan? Or did you just I wasn't about- at that game, no. I, I, remember the, I remember the incident well, but I wasn't at that. So let's hear about your tales of the old ultraviolence then. Right, so my, my violence is, is more, it's, it's on the pitch, but not in the same way that Phil's really on the pitch. Mine's kind of the acceptable face of football violence. Uh, it's a, a Sheffield derby, and I was on the away end. So no, it wasn't the one when I was sat with, with Phil and Sven on the south stand for the cup game where we said we'll keep our mouths shut and brown equaliser, we jumped up and ended up in a massive kind of Tom and Jerry style fist fight on their south stand. Um, no, this, so this is this is sitting in the away end watching, again, it would be under Warnock, because the, the perpetrator was uh, Sean Murphy. So Sean Murphy and Effin and Cook would be having a, a proper ding-dong up and down the entire game. And they stood, Wednesday have got a corner uh, just in front of us. Koku stood a couple of feet in front of Murphy. Murphy just has a quick look round. Where's the ref? Yeah. Where's the linesman? Yeah. And he puts the front two studs of his boots 
just below the back, just just below the kneecap. So sorry, just below the back of uh, Koku's knee, and runs his studs all the way from the back of his knee down to his Achilles tendon, oh. and in one move takes four steps back. Koku goes, <laughs> turns around, screams at the ref. We can hear him scream, and says he's just a that Murphy goes. <laughs> What the fuck? I'm miles away. What's he on about, ref? <coughs> and it was ju- it was just perfect how he did it. Literally two studs in the back of his cut, all the way down his calf. He actually dragged his sock down to the point where you could see his, his kind of shin pad strap on the back. Took two steps back about time. Ref turned around. What? Nowhere near him, ref. And then the fucker scored. Well, he didn't. That's the it frustrating didn't. thing about that game. He didn't touch it. It was an indirect free kick and he it's didn't touch game. it. It's a different game. It's a different game because it wasn't the League Cup because on the League Cup I was on the South Stand. This was, this was literally... Was this we went at South Stand. We went at League Cup game together. This was literally... Was this in this the was... league then when we beat him and it was... Um, we had Darren Bullock in on loan and Collins in on loan. Collins, it might have been... That, so that would be the one where... Collins has went... That's the game I can buy he scored. So it would be Darren Bullock and Andy Morrison fucking Ram Man. Game, no, <laughs> Ram Man with Andy Morrison <laughs> from Man City. He looked like Ram Man. The game, the game, right. The game I can buy in Tong score, I'm on the lower tier and my eye line is with a crossbar. For the game I'm talking about with Bullock and that, it was under Warnock and I was right was near the Wednesday. It was a line of ill. Yes. It was a yeah. Sauber and Jaffa. Yeah. Yeah, and I was on the lower tier. When the Blakes beat the it's stuck. Shearer or Giggs, it's a Sauber. Yeah. Jaffa. Well, so, on, so that was the game. But yeah, if, if anyone who don't know who Ram Man is, not saying that I'll tweet out a picture of Andy Morrison and a picture of Ram Man. <laughs> he's near, he's nearly as good as the guy. <laughs> yeah, it's another another pop culture reference. Hey, we've back got... to 1980s and 90s. Um, but yeah, that's my it's Sean Murphy basically raking his studs on the back of F and a couple. So, uh, as usual, a strong field this week. Um, so my, mine's also quite topical, and I think after. What's happened? What we've, talk, we've talked about it a bit tonight already, but mine's very simple, and I'm going to nominate Bram Lane. Having been at West Ham last week and experienced like the plastic side of like modern football in terms of like the supporter experience, and yeah, I get completely pissed off when I turn up at the cop and I want a beer, and it takes me ten minutes, and it's raining, and there's no cover, and there's the various dickheads that sit near me. I wouldn't change it for the world. And like the the Arsenal game, the atmosphere in the Arsenal game was the like. Um, like a prime example of that in recent memory like he generally is a buzz about it this season uh, if you've not got a ticket for Saturday you need to sort your life out as well like that's really really bad it is poor isn't it um, like I, I know well, people it's not great for Saturday I know, I know really? it, I still think by the kickoff will probably still yeah. be a reason but it, I mean he consider yeah it's just it, it, it's not that expensive and, um, and I, I don't I don't think that people should be then complaining about the Liverpool Liverpool and Man U's ticket situation but uh, without slagging people I, mean, I know some people struggle because it's, it's easy for me because I'm quite privileged out of a job and I've got a Zoom ticket but like yeah Bram, focusing on my actual nomination Bramall Lane what a place to go and we're sat, we're sat in Bramall Lane now yeah, right? yeah yeah it is it's, I mean Bramall Lane is one of them it, it is one of them places where it's just and I know every football supporter around the country probably thinks that about their ground, with the exception of ones who've possibly moved into new grounds. Yeah. I it would devastate me if there was ever even talk about United. It's just about saying the same it thing. It would absolutely devastate me. This place is our home. We could never leave here. And I think the beauty of it as well is, if we've got like times have moved on, but like even in my 
in my 20 odd years of sporting United, I've seen the changes. I've, I've, I first started coming when it was three sides and Bassett used to hook across the pitch and sit in the bloody tower watching the game on the other side and then watch the John Street stand be built and then like, I had a season ticket in the John Street stand like when it was first built and then seeing the corners going, oh, it'd be good if the corners were filled in and it's done and then it's not until like you've actually like, played on it and stuff and you're like, wow, like, you don't realise it. It, it, it. Almost, it's like slightly flawed, but that's what makes it perfect. Absolutely. The fact it's on the stone. The, and it, there's certain things you don't realise necessarily, like the, the, the angle of the, the bottom tier of the away stand. Mm. Uh, if you look at the, the far left-hand side, there's like 10, 15 50. seats. The other, the other side, there's like 30 seats. It's, yeah. it's, and then you look at the cop and the angle of the cop. Mm. It's, it's just a special place, isn't it? And there is potential to develop it. You've seen the, I, uh, the, the potential plans if we stay in the Premier League for a period of time. I, I personally do think they eventually need to knock the cop down and make a, a bigger, better cop that's got an underneath a facility underneath. Well, I don't for, think they ever will. I don't think they'll knock it down. I think they'll just build on top of it. The problem is, that's what they did last time. When they, when they took the roof mm. off the old cop, they just built the new stand on top of the it's, old yeah. foundations. But whatever they do, like it won't. I like grounds there. You've seen over the years, they like they've improved. Like, you see, it's just been given some sort of award for oh, not an award, best, but atmosphere. best atmosphere in the Premier League. I mean, no surprise to any Sheffield United fan, especially after some of the atmospheres we've seen this season I mean, so it's far. Just, but it, it, the, it's just a great. You hope that wouldn't. You hope that's something that wouldn't kind of dissipate. If if we do stay up here for five or six years, you hope we hope it wouldn't become. But I kind think that's why it's disappointing that we're needing to advertise selling tickets for Burnley. It's really disappointing because Man U's sold out already. Yeah. It, it's just because it's Burnley. It's, I don't know. It's just a little bit. Obviously, we're going to get a bit of football tourism here now because of where we are and the teams we're playing and stuff yeah. like that. That's natural. But, but we're also, it's school holidays. What yeah. better way to treat the kids, take them much game Premier League football to cap off the school holidays? Like, I don't. I don't get it. That's I mean, I mean it, everyone's circumstances are different. Of course they are. Don't, yeah. That's that's. But with the moral outrage around some of the recent games, you'd expect people have got a stack of cash that says Sheffield United on it, and they're ready to spend it. Now, I don't. Well, <laughs> you're, you know no, I mean? you're, you're talking about uh, points here, aren't you? Well, so can you, mem- can you remember, Dan? I, I'm, I'm not going to get into the loyalty debate because it is, it is what it is. The system is what it is and, and no one's going to change it in a hurry. But can you remember when loyalty to get tickets for big games meant me and you came <laughs> outside Bramall Lane at three in the Dude, morning? That was the, the triple assault season. Yeah. And we were, Even in my lifetime, I've done a bit of that. There were times when me and Phil, because well, me and Phil used to basically play for the same football team. And in fairness, we had some football tourism there. Yeah. We had, you know, we had a scouser, we had a Scotsman, we had a Ukrainian, all wanted to come to games that season. And there were games where one or me, one or, one or the other of us have come down to the lane at midnight, midnight with about 500 quid, five, 600 quid yeah. in cash on us. And then the other ones come down at four to get a place in queue. The other ones come down at five or six slot and relieved them. I mean, I mean, take them out of the queue, not, <laughs> you know, not, not kind of relaxed them in that kind of way. Um, and we've, we end up buying about five, six games that season. We've yeah. we bought six, five, six, seven hundred quid with the tickets. Because that were when you had season tickets as well. You used to have uh, vouchers in back, didn't they? Yeah. So yeah. you'd have your match number. Yeah. But then you'd have voucher A, B, C, D. But then they got to it, didn't they, down here, that you'd have to, um, excuse me, you'd have to bring your full season ticket out here on a Saturday because they'd put the number up that you needed to get in yeah. that day. That's yeah. right, yeah. And all that. Like, it's weird, because that's even in my life, like, lifetime. I say lifetime, not that much, much bloody younger than you. But like, it's 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 it's, it's, it's a great place, by the way. And 
like scenic change, there'll be more there'll be more developments. Even like this hotel we sat in, this is every bit part of being like a, a, a great a great club. And it's and I think some people say, uh, I talked to a good mate of mine, Wednesday fan, he was like, Oh, I'd have no qualms with us having a uh, go to go to Encliff Park and build a sixty five thousand seat of modern stadium for United on Wednesday I'm like for start. I like Encliff Park. I like Encliff Park as it is. B, I'm fine where we are. I mean, it's hard enough to park around, probably. Imagine <laughs> parking around park in Park. park. It's hard enough parking there for park. I don't fancy moving from Chief either. No. I mean, where would we go? Port Cottage, maybe? Yeah, there's enough pubs around there, I suppose. Yeah, but... we were going out. But, like, <laughs> he, like, I think that's the mentality of, like, we've... We've seen that over the last 15 years, Bamberline improving. Whereas, like, and this isn't slagging Wednesday off in any way, shape, or form, well, it's sort of is. Yeah, but they've not, what they'd had is a couple of elephant statues um, put down, and the fact that the chairman's name is plastered all over the seats on most of the stands. Like, that's there without, on the screen. Without, if, if we're comparing the two, and without trying to be too, too crass, the history of this place is against the history of that place. You can understand why maybe they would want to leave, and we wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, they've hosted, apart from the obvious, um, unmentionable incident there, um, which I've just mentioned, but, like, they have hosted, like, they were the ground that hosted the Euros and things like that. Like, they were obviously good memories alongside that one. David Pleat there, then Wednesday manager at the time, did, uh, uh, it was Croatia against Denmark. Yeah. Came out with the brilliant statement of, doesn't Hillsborough look great decked out in red and white? <laughs> Was that, the one, was that the one Suka? Suka loves Suka, 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 Suka Michael. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, there's great, some great photo in uh, I don't know if you ever got those old books, Blades Tales books. Uh, it was like Kevin Titterton, a friend of mine, and a few other people who contributed to him, and they were a great photo of Orchard Square. And he'd managed to get it from what's the equivalent of TK Maxx now, almost like glancing out past the... You call it the clock tower that opens up and does the yeah. all singing, all dancing yeah, yeah. bit, and it was just a sea of red and white checks, and and like obviously that growing up, that was one of the first football shirts I thought was iconic, like the Croatian kit, I just, and I still I've never bought one, I don't know why. Things uh, obviously it's red and white, so I've got a soft spot, but. My drawn out and off on tangents about old school season tickets. Tangents you, are good. That's what this uh, pod's all about, isn't it? But yeah, Bramall Lane. I mean, three strong entries to go for our vote amongst the cells. I'm gonna. I'll, since I've been feel like talking for about an hour, I might as well finish off by saying my vote will go to yours, Dan. Because I like Sean Murphy a lot, and I'm all about hurting Wednesday fans, any <laughs> players, uh, especially when you get away with it. My vote would have to go to the lane. Yeah, I it's just. I mean, I know it was your own, but you should vote. You should have voted yeah. for yourself there, mate. Yeah. Probably like Windsor, hands down. Well, I know. Well, I knew mine was the best, but I had to play the game. <laughs> um, so obviously, we've got two, um, two going in the Hall of Fame this week. Melody's well deserved and really very well put by Ian. Um, and then you've got to vote between Phil's. Uh, it's the lines been getting decked at Portsmouth. Dan's. Uh, Sean Murphy raking his studs down effing the cuckoo's calf. And mine the very uh, modest, beautiful downtown down the lane. So yeah, it's been it's been a good pod. Seems like an age since I've been to a country and back since I went to West Ham. We'll all see you down the lane on Saturday. I'm looking forward to the game. We've yeah, got all the positive predictions and let's hope we sell a few more tickets between now and three o'clock on Saturday and the the players get and the 
management get the support that they deserve from us after how well they've been playing this Absolutely, so they fully do. Up right. the blades. Massive up the blades. Up the blades. Mate. Nice one. If you go into a pool in Ireland, you have to have a song. And if you don't have a song, you may as well not put the pool on. I've changed the Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to find me with that, we're like, well, I'd say Peroni as well.